The golden standard for bloggers is to get to the level of monetizing with ads. But once you get to that level, you might find yourself wondering what is next. While it is definitely worth celebrating when you get to that level and you qualify for ads, there are so many other goals that you should consider. So today we'll chat through how you can continue leveling up your blog and I will share exactly what you should be focusing on after you qualify for ads. Hey friend, I'm Madison Wetherill, a web designer and branding strategist for food bloggers and your host for the Vine podcast. This show is all about supporting you as a food blogger as you grow your business. I'll share tips for designing your business and your website with intention so that you can build a blog that fits into your life, not consumes it. You'll hear tips for connecting with your audience, growing your blog, and tips for managing and designing your website, all in short, easy to consume and actionable episodes. If you're ready to think differently about the strategies and tactics that you need to grow your food blog, you are in the right place. I'm so excited that you're here, friend. Let's get started. Welcome back, food bloggers, to another episode of the Vine Podcast this week. I am so excited to have you here today, as I am every single week, and I'm really excited to dive into this topic. But before we jump into this topic about what you should do after you qualify for ads, let me do a quick introduction and just welcome you to the podcast. My name is Madison Wetherill, and I am the founder and CEO over at Grace and Vine Studios, where we specialize in building brands and websites for food bloggers. And recently we have really expanded how we are working with clients. If you've been listening to the podcast, you've heard me talk about our new crafted websites, which I'm going to be doing a formal introduction to our crafted websites here in a couple of weeks on the podcast. But for now, if you have been looking for a way to create a website that looks different from everybody else who is using the same pre-made theme and pre-made template, then crafted is the solution for you. It is the way for us to work with clients who are in that middle point between having qualified for ads, which is what we're talking about today, but not quite ready to invest tens of thousands of dollars into a custom website. They are in that in-between stage where they are still growing their blog, they are growing their traffic, and they're trying to really carve a space for themselves in this crowded world of food blogging. And so Crafted is our way to support clients like that. And maybe that is you and you are sitting here thinking, yes, that is me. I am looking for something that looks different, that feels like me, but is also site speed friendly, designed for SEO, and is ultimately going to set me up to scale to the next level and grow to the next level of my business. So if any of that has resonated with you or you're just curious about what Crafted is all about, I invite you to reach out to us either on Instagram, you can DM me at Grace and Vine, or you can go to our website and fill out the contact form or just email us directly and we will get that information over to you about our crafted websites. We are also running a promotion over quarter four. So if you are interested in getting a little bit of a promotional price, which is not something we do very often, then I definitely recommend reaching out because we are starting to book up for our quarter one launches. Okay, so like I said, I'm super excited to dive into this topic because something that I have noticed in the food blogging space is that everybody seems to have this goal of getting to the point of being able to monetize with ads. But at the end of the day, that is not the end of your food blogging journey. In fact, that's very much just the beginning of your journey because after you qualify for ads, you have the opportunity to really start leveling up your goals and what you are trying to do with your food blog. When you're trying to get to the level of about 50,000 sessions right now to qualify for an ad network like Mediavine, you are at a point where you have figured out some things about SEO and building your organic traffic. 
Maybe you figured out how to build a social media following and converted that following into traffic for your blog. But you might find yourself wondering, okay, what's next? I reached 50,000 sessions, but I'm actually realizing that that doesn't make me a lot of money when it comes to ad revenue. So what do I need to do next? And so that's what this episode was born out of is this place that I find a lot of food bloggers get to where whether they're right at 50,000 sessions or even they're closer to maybe 200 to 400,000 sessions and you're wondering what is next for my food blog? What do I need to focus on and how can I continue to scale and grow my food blog to the next level when all I've ever heard is just this elusive goal to qualify for ads? The last thing I'll mention before we jump into the meat of the episode is that we have covered ads in some form two different times in the podcast before. So if you are a little bit newer to food blogging or maybe you still have questions about how ads work, you can go back to episode 39, which I will link also in the show notes to an episode titled All About Ads. And I basically share in that episode what the big deal is with ads, how they work, that type of stuff. So if you need kind of a refresher on what that means or what that would look like for your blog, go check that episode out. And then just a few weeks ago, I also covered an episode all about diversifying your revenue streams beyond ads. And that is a great episode for you, whether you already have ads on your site or you're looking to increase the income that you're making from your website, realizing that ad revenue alone at that 50,000 session mark is not going to you know, pay for that six-figure lifestyle that maybe you've been dreaming of. So definitely check out both of those episodes in the show notes. And let's dive into the main points of this episode. And the first is going to be the first thing that I think you should do after you've qualified for ads, if you haven't started this already, is to really focus on building your brand. So I talk about branding a lot on this on this podcast, obviously, with it being, you know, my business and what we do at Grace and Vine. But when I talk about building your brand, there's a couple of things that really stand out as super important to do when you hit that level of ad monetization. You really want to start connecting with your audience on a more personal level through whatever platform you are most comfortable with. I think so often these days we think about needing to get in front of the camera and be on video or needing to be on a podcast and sharing our voice that way. But whatever platform you are seeing traction on and you enjoy being on is the platform that you should focus on growing those connections with your audience. So what I mean when I say those personal connections is let's just take Instagram as an example. I think it's the example I use the most often, but I think most of us can relate to that platform on a deeper level because most of us are using it in some capacity for our blogs. So when it comes to Instagram, maybe what you've been doing right now up and up until this point is just sharing your latest blog post in on your stories or in your feed. And that's about all you've been doing on Instagram. Instagram is such a good platform to be able to connect with people on a personal level that now that you have a little bit more traction on your blog and you've grown your audience a little bit, you can start to make those personal connections. You can do that through things like sharing behind the scenes clips of what you're doing. Maybe it's that you're cooking in your kitchen. Maybe it's just the stuff you do outside of your food blog because those are the things people are going to connect with you on. But it could just be sharing one to two video clips a day or per week. You don't even have to talk to the camera. You can literally just prop your phone up and record a time lapse of you cooking dinner. And you will be surprised about how many responses you get to those types of posts because they are things that people can relate to regardless of their lifestyle or regardless of like if they are in the food blogging industry or not. Just to share an example, the other day I was working at a coffee shop and I have this habit of 
putting my headphones in while I'm at a coffee shop and not listening to anything at all. It usually starts with me listening to a message from somebody or maybe listening to a podcast. And then when it turns off, I just forget to take my headphones out because it's drowning out some of the extra noise in the coffee shop. And I posted just a, I think it was a 10 second clip of me looking around the coffee shop with headphones in my ears. And I think I got 15 messages in response to that because people could relate to it. And it's something that apparently a lot of people do and not just me. That little example is something that you can do in so many different areas of your life to just create a personal connection with your audience. Now, that personal connection isn't going to drive revenue to your blog. It isn't going to necessarily get you new email subscribers or anything like that. But what it does is it opens the door for those things in the future because you've created that connection with that person. So one, they're gonna see your stuff more often because of the algorithm and how it works. Two, they're going to be more likely to engage with you when you do share something about your blog or you ask a question about the type of content that you want, that people want to see on your site. It's just going to open up doorways that you wouldn't otherwise have. So now that you have reached that level of traffic where you have ads on your site, you can take just a little bit of the pressure off of yourself to focus 100% of your efforts on growing your organic traffic. And you can experiment with some of these things like creating these connections with your audience. Now, it might be that you don't like social media or you don't want to spend a lot of time on social media, and that's totally fine. I can really relate to that as well. But for me, this is my email list on my blog. Um, I've talked about my blog in the past, my food blog that I have been kind of reviving over the last year and a half. And the way that I like to connect and share stories is through my email list. Because I don't use social media that often for my food blog, the email list is really where I have found the ability to share stories and connect with my audience on a different level than I feel comfortable doing on social media. For me, it actually isn't even that I don't feel comfortable on social media. It's just not where I want to spend my time. And I really like writing. And so my email list is a perfect place to do that. I don't have to worry about the rules of SEO or anything like that, I can just share openly and try to give value to my audience through my email list. We will dive a little bit deeper into the email list in just a second. But the last thing I wanna mention when it comes to building your brand, so we talked about connecting with your audience on a personal level, but apart from that, something else that is so crucial to focus on in this phase of your business is making sure that your niche is very, very clear and obvious to somebody. As you start to have more organic traffic coming to your website, you need to start focusing on converting that organic traffic into your following. Now, as food bloggers, it is just natural that most of our audience is going to be random people from Google who may or may not come back. We're we're always going to have a high percentage of people who are first-time visitors. That's just the nature of organic traffic. But you are never going to be able to get somebody to go from a random visitor to your blog to somebody who's a part of your audience if they have no idea what your website is about. So defining your niche and making sure that it's very obvious on your website is so important. Basically, I want you to think about somebody coming to your website. They are going directly to your recipe card and looking for the recipe. Maybe they're making it. Maybe they aren't. But if they never scroll past anywhere besides your recipe card, is it very obvious what your site is all about just from viewing your recipe card? I would say for 99% of food bloggers, probably not. It's probably not super obvious if you're a Whole30 blogger or if you are a desserts blogger, unless there's something in the recipe card title that makes that 
obvious, but obviously we can't have something like Whole30 in every single recipe title, especially because a lot of bloggers aren't even in a specific dietary niche. So we need to make sure that we're making it very obvious to people as they're coming to our website, what our website is about. I've talked about this at length in a lot of different episodes, but there are so many things that you can do, but it first starts with you being clear about what your niche is. Because if you aren't clear with about your niche and what type of recipes you share, why your audience should care, how you are supporting them and helping them on their journey, you're never going to be able to share that with anyone else. So I always like to just mention this. If you are really struggling with your niche and your audience and how to help those people, our branding intensive package is perfect for this because it's going to give you the brand strategy foundation that you need to answer all of those questions and also the graphics and the visual elements to make that clear to your audience as well. So if that's something you're interested in, you can find out more on our website by going to the brand design page on the website in the services tab to learn more about how we work with clients on branding because it is definitely one of the things that will propel your business to the next level, getting clear on your branding foundations, on your niche, and making sure that your audience is clear on it as well. The second area of focus when you have qualified for ads and you want to level up to the next level and figure out what to focus on next is focusing on your email list. I briefly mentioned this already, but this is really important because as you scale and have more people coming to your website, it's so important that you start to work towards converting some of those people and kind of grabbing them in to becoming part of your audience. And your email list is where we want to take them. So if you don't already have a freebie and a welcome sequence for your email list, then I would start with that. Even if you don't have a super elaborate freebie, just having something that you can put out there that is valuable to your readers is really going to help you to see your subscribers increase. Now, I am partial to doing things that are not your traditional ebook because I don't think anybody is going to download and read a 25 page ebook. But I do think that if an ebook is the only thing that you have time and capacity for right now, that's better than nothing. So having your five best recipes in ebook format and also emailing those five recipes to someone in your welcome sequence is a great way to just get started with your email marketing efforts. Then the second part of this is to make sure that you are emailing your list regularly. So I know it might be tempting to sort of get discouraged when you think about how often you want to email your list. And maybe if you're like me, you want to email your list a lot, but you don't have the time to do that. And it can feel discouraging to not want to start smaller. But even if you can only email your list twice a month or even once a week, that is a great place to start. And you want to pick a timeline and a consistency that you can stick to because Just like it's important to have your blog post going out on a routine schedule for growing your organic traffic, you also want to be consistent with when and how often you're emailing your list. Ideally, you're getting your list used to when you are going to email them, and hopefully they're going to get used to looking forward to those emails that are coming to to them from you on those particular days. This is something that I love helping clients with, and it's something that hasn't really been a part of our packages in the past, but when we were working on our new crafted websites, we had to have something for email marketing because it is such an important piece of the, just the overall system of having your food blog. And again, just trying to convert people from being these random followers to people that you can speak to like a friend and that you have access to them more ongoing. And so your email list is the perfect way to do that. 
So one of the add-on packages that we have within the clients who are working with us for the crafted websites is an email marketing add-on where we focus on getting you set up with everything that you need to focus on your email marketing growth. So that's going to be things like your freebie, whatever that PDF download is going to be, working through your welcome sequence and working through your nurture sequence, and then making sure all of your forms and automations are set up to go along with that. Because this is really such a key part of a website build that I found we were not able to go deep with our clients on this specific topic. And so this has been an add-on that a lot of our clients have really loved, and we have loved being able to work with clients to build out this system of your email marketing. Going back to how to focus on building your email list, the first thing that you need to do is to make sure that you have something of value that you are offering to subscribers. So you can also set up a form that just says subscribe for all new recipes, but I have found that that is not going to convert as well unless you're using something like the grow subscribe widget where it's kind of zooming in almost on that subscribe widget as someone is scrolling through the page. Typically though, if it's just a generic form, it's not going to convert as well if you're just having people subscribe for updates because that doesn't really mean something to somebody who is brand new to your website. But if you instead say, download my air fryer temperature guide, that's gonna be really attractive to somebody who's learning to use their air fryer. So think about what that one thing is that you could help your audience with and how you can make that a really easy to consume piece of content for your audience. And that's gonna be the start of your email list journey. Okay, the third thing to focus on when you are growing and you have scaled beyond qualifying for ads is to keep focusing on creating excellent content but also focusing on updating that content as well. Once you hit that ad threshold, sometimes you can pull back a little bit from the hustle mode that you might have been in where you're only trying to create content for the sake of ranking on Google and growing your organic traffic, but you still wanna make sure that as you move forward, you are continuing to maintain the standard level of content that you were creating before. You definitely don't want to Just completely take your foot off the gas when it comes to creating high quality content or creating high quality content consistently, but you can start to diversify a little bit in how you're creating content and maybe not put so much pressure on yourself to create as often. But what you will start to also notice is as you have grown to this level, you probably have a few hundred posts that are now going to need to be maintained. So creating a system for yourself of how often you're going to go back and update those posts or how you will know which posts need an update is a really great thing to focus on during this season of your blog so that as you continue to scale and grow, that system is really easy for you to either hand off to a team member or to manage on your own. Here's the deal, food bloggers. I have just barely scratched the surface of what this next season of your food blog needs to look like and what you need to focus on. I really think this is such a huge mental shift when you are moving beyond just trying to scale for ads and then you start to try to figure out how do you make this a sustainable business. And so I have created a brand new e-course that I am offering for you to really dive into these foundational pieces of what to do beyond ads and how to scale and grow beyond ads. I'm calling this the blogger playbook because I really hope it will help give you the tangible steps to level up and scale your blog beyond that ad revenue mark, beyond even the next ad revenue mark of hitting that 100,000 sessions if you wanna qualify for another ad network. I really hope that this playbook will help you have the exact steps that you need to take to put in the foundations that you need to continue to grow, scale beyond just those surface level 
targets that you're trying to reach when you are looking to qualify for ads, but to really build a thriving and sustainable business around your food blog that is not just going to be a trend that you know goes away during the next algorithm update, but that you are really building the foundation for your business and for your future. So I invite you to go and subscribe to that e-course so that you can be walked through exactly the steps that I would take to continue to scale a food blog to the next level. So I would love for you to check out the show notes for that link, or you can head over to graceandvinestudios.com slash playbook, and you'll be able to sign up and get walked through that course over the next couple of days. I'm so excited about the content that has been added into this e-course. I feel like it is my best tips and tricks that I have learned in the last eight years being in the industry and things that I have learned just from soaking up so much knowledge from tons of different experts in the industry. So I invite you to go sign up for that e-course so that you can start implementing those things and you can see your blog scale and grow to the next level. I hope that this episode gave you a taste of some of those things that you should be focusing on, whether you just recently qualified for ads or maybe you've had ads for a long time, but you're just feeling stuck on what's next for your business. I hope that you will go take some action from this episode and I will see you next week. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. If you enjoyed it, I would love for you to screenshot it and share it with a friend. You can tag me on Instagram stories at Grace and Vine. For the show notes for this episode, head to thevinepodcast.com. Talk soon.